Hey, this commercial break has been brought to you today by Native Girls Pearls. Native Girls Pearls. A U.S. Army veteran and just a mom who always wanted to instill the value and appreciation of hard work and multiple streams of income into her children. Pearl Girls Parties are an interactive experience where they get to interact with their customers and host Facebook Live parties and reveal people's orders online. At Native Girls Pearls, they have a blast with the games, the prizes, and the special guest appearances, the giveaways, and the plain fun of it all. It's just like hanging out with their awesome friends and making money while doing so. If you've ever been interested in Pearl Girls Parties or ever been interested in a Pearl Party, go on ahead to Native Girls Pearls. Visit them at their Facebook page, Native Girls Pearls. That's nativegirlspearls.com. Again, welcome back to another episode of On the Mic with Mike. I am your podcast host, Instructor Mike. From controversial issues that affect us in the criminal justice system to controversial issues that affect us across the nation, both locally and otherwise. I am that controversial person that's going to go there and talk about those issues. You're always going to learn something when you're listening to this podcast. So grab your pens and your paper. You can go on ahead and follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or on Instructor Mike. You can also go to my YouTube page instructor mike as well and you can subscribe to this podcast we would greatly appreciate it here is another issue that we are going to talk about on on the mic with mike all right we're back uh happy easter first of all uh, I just want to tell you that, you know, I'm not going to make this a special Easter type thing because, you know, I'm a Christian, not necessarily a diehard religious Bible thumping Christian, but I am a Christian. And if today is the only day you know Jesus or have a belief system, sadly, something is wrong. OK, so happy Easter. Either enjoy Christ or bunnies. You can go to the Cadbury Missionary Baptist Church and listen to the Cadbury Choir. I'm just playing. Happy Easter. Thank you for listening to On the Mic with Mike. So let's talk about it. You know, again, I'm back on Kim Fox. Why am I back on Kim Fox? Some of you all were like, Mike, you're so obsessed with this Kim Fox case. Absolutely, I am. But this podcast is going to be a little bit different. We're going to talk about lessons that can be learned from the Fox Box. And given the appropriate uh, day for this kind of lesson, The title of this is going to be Even Moses Had an Aaron. Even Moses Had an Aaron. What, if anything, does that mean? What, if anything, does that mean? Well, let's talk about it. You know, even Moses had an Aaron. You know, Moses led the Israelites in the book of Exodus to the promised land out of Egypt. But, you know, he couldn't do it without his older brother, Aaron. Those of you all who know, Moses had a speech impediment, so he couldn't speak very well. And so he had his brother Aaron 
to accompany him on their journey to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt. Some of you all listening to me are like, Mike, what does that have to do with Kim Fox? Let's talk about it. You know, if you're the boss of your company, there is a lesson that you can learn from this. And that is sometimes your employees actually know more than you. You know, humility, humility is a big lesson. You need to humble yourself and listen. Case in point, I submit to you this. Kim Fox announced that her staff uh, or announced to her staff that she was recusing herself from the case on February 13th. And of course, we're talking about the Jesse Smollett case uh, that occurred to him. Uh, supposedly, you know, you, you follow my podcast, so you already know about the case of, you know, the, the alleged attack, the MAGA hats, the bleach, the ski mask, the white folks supposedly putting a noose around his neck and Chicago police's subsequent investigation, treating him as a victim. And then he ended up being a suspect because we learned it was a hoax. It never happened, okay? Or at least not to that level that he claimed uh, because two Nigerian brothers were paid to beat him up or of some sorts, okay? So that's just a little small recap. Kim Fox announced to her staff that she was recusing herself from the case on February 13th and had turned it over to uh, the, the Smollett prosecution over to her top deputy, Joseph Magetz, the first deputy assist, the first deputy state's attorney. But a week later, the head of the state's attorney's appellate division issued a memo stating his opinion that if Fox recused herself, Fox did not get to pick who took over the prosecution and that it was up to the court to appoint a special prosecutor. Nevertheless, charges by the Cook County State's Attorney's Office, headed now by First, uh, first Deputy State's Attorney uh, Joseph Magetz, Charges were filed against Mullet and they were announced the next day and a grand jury indictment was handed up two weeks later. And it's obvious that such is the case uh, that his opinion is based on the law as Kim Fox's predecessor, Anita Alvarez, recused not only herself, but the entire state's attorney's office from the Jason Van Dyke case where he, being a former Chicago police officer, was alleged that he shot and killed Laquan McDonald, and it was uh, he, he was proven, uh, he was found guilty in a court of law of second degree murder and the 16 counts of aggravated battery and subsequently sentenced to prison, okay? But she recused herself and the office from the uh, entire case shortly before she was voted out of office. And the prosecutor for that case, Kane County State's Attorney Joseph McMahon, was appointed by the court to prosecute Van Dyke in that case. You know, I read that in the Chicago Sun-Times about the state's attorney's appellate division uh, head issuing that memo to Fox. And when I read that, I was like, the audacity, the audacity of Kim Fox. And you know, this type of case intrigues me because I've been in, I don't want to say situations, if you will, but I have been in situations. I've been in situations as a more experienced and more educated police officer or a detective or whatever rank I was at the time within the police department. See, sometimes people don't understand that you don't have to be a cop or you don't have to be in the state's attorney's office. There's office politics that exist everywhere. And a part of those office politics is when you're the boss and I'm the owner of my own company and I've been in leadership positions before, you know, leadership is a great thing. But when you're the boss, 
you want to be the one that makes the decision that 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 gets your company the big contractor that leads your people to a promised land where you know arguably every everybody's happy even though that's impossible but you know everybody's happy or you or you got the big you, the big win for the firm and you know everybody is making money and achieving greatness and you know driving the goal of the company where it needs to be you want to be the leader behind that but there are times where you don't know certain things. And as a leader, I can honestly admit that there are times where you want to be, you want to know everything. And you would sometimes repel against a, a subordinate, and I don't necessarily like that term, but that is a term, a subordinate or one of your employees, you know, coming to you and telling you, Hey, um, how you doing, boss? I just want to talk to you for a minute. You know, I was thinking about what we are doing and what we're going to do and what we may have to do. And, you know, I, I just want to submit to you this, that, you know, if you're you, you're saying you recuse yourself. OK, I get it. You know, commendable, whatever the case may be. You know, after all, you know, whatever the reason is, you talk to whomever, whatever. It's your decision. I just want to introduce this to you. You assign Joe as the person who's going to act in your steed to prosecute the case and or if not prosecute the case, lead the efforts in the uh, appropriate disposition of this matter. Uh, let me submit this to you, boss. You can't do that. That's that's not your place. With all due respect. OK, love you. What you do with all due respect. That's not your place for you to do. It's up to the court to make that decision to uh, uh, decide who's going to prosecute the case. I, I don't, I don't want to talk about your predecessor, but, you know, Kim, uh, not Kim, but Anita, when she was in the office, I know you remember the Van Dyke case, you know, um, that the Van Dyke case, you remember, none of us talked about it. None of us, you know, we, we talked about it when we had it, whatever, you know, but you know, she recused not only herself, but the entire office. So we didn't have anything publicly to say about it. We might have had a little private conversation, whatever, right? You know, but we didn't have anything publicly to say about it because we're out of it. You know, you can't sit there and say, I'm out of it, but let me give you my opinion about it. Because, I mean, if that's the case, you're, you're back in it. If you're giving an opinion about it and your position is a, a position of public, you're not a private attorney, you're you know, that attorney-client privilege doesn't necessarily apply to you because everything that you say is subject to FOIA because you're a public official. You're a different kind of attorney. And you're not in private practice, you're in public practice. So just, just my suggestion, boss, you might want to recuse all of us. We, we don't need to be in it. We just, if you're going to turn it over, turn it all over. You can't just get out of it yourself, okay? Um, and I looked at that. And, and, and it's like, I, I can imagine somebody in the office, like, seeing his memo, because it wasn't like they had a conversation. It doesn't appear that they had a conversation. I can see somebody taking his memo and setting it aside, or taking his memo, balling it up, throwing it in the trash. What the hell does he know? And it's like, you see these types of bad leadership decisions happening a lot. I don't want to say all the time, but you see it happening a lot. Those of us who remember the situation in Pearl Harbor, where the intelligence 
uh, a captain from the United States Navy was advising one of the high ranking admirals about uh, the Japanese uh, aggression towards the United States because of the United States staying out of the war effort between England. And I mean, the World War II was already going on, but uh, the United States had not yet entered into war. And the captain was like, look, we've stayed out of this war for a long time. And all of a sudden, intelligence has the whole Japanese Admiral Navy just disappearing out of dock. Just, they're just gone. Where have they gone? They, they've gone into a part of the sea that can't be uh, uh, picked up by intelligence. Where are they going? How, how does a whole carrier fleet just disappear? And the captain, being the smart guy, the intelligence guy, goes to the admiral and says, look, I think they're coming to attack us at Pearl Harbor. If they attack us at Pearl Harbor, it would devastate the Pacific Fleet's ability to make war with the Japanese. And they are an ally of Nazi Germany. What does the Admiral do? Whatever. Get me more evidence that shows that this is actually the case. Instead of just taking the captain's advice because of his position and being that intelligence is the thing that he does, you ignore it. And what happens? We know about the destruction of what happened to Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. And that seems to be the failure of certain leaders is that, and I'm just going to get a little vulgar here because I think sometimes that's the best way to learn a message and you'll forever remember it, right? When, when, when you, as a male leader, your penis gets so big and you want to flaunt that you're the big penis in town, sometimes your penis is so big that you just flaunt it and you end up screwing yourself in your own buttocks. Or when you're the female leader and you want to show your vagina is so big and you're the big cat in town, sometimes you get scratched by your own paws when you're trying to scratch your cat too much. Sometimes you have to humble yourself and know when to swing the big penis so you don't get screwed in your own buttocks. Sometimes you have to humble yourself to know when to scratch the cat after declawing yourself humbly because your underling told you, hey, boss, your nails are too long. Sometimes you have to listen to your employees because while they may not be titled as the boss, that doesn't mean they are not a boss with regard to this individual issue. If the concept of teamwork is that we work as a team, it is said that there is no I in team, but sometimes people bypass that and say, well, there is a me. And that's what this was about. This apparently was about Kimberly Fox trying to still look good in the eyes of the Stay Woke Brigade. You know, that, that's what this appears to be. Let's recap. And I want you to indulge me in argument here. Then state's attorney, Anita Alvarez, withholds charging Jason Van Dyke, then Chicago police officer, 400 plus days after the Laquan McDonald shooting for arguably various reasons, in the midst of a Chicago mayoral and automatic election and 
post-Ferguson, Missouri, Mike Brown grand jury decision spawning nationwide, arguably, negative public outcry in the wake of said discovery. Kim Fox, former chief of staff to Cook County board president and Cook County Democratic Party chair, Tony Preckwinkle, then capitalizes on that discovery by continuously throwing in Anita Alvarez's face about her withholding of the charges towards Jason Van Dyke and with Preckwinkle's endorsement as the county boss Democratic chair and the county boss, almost assuring an automatic Democratic voter response or support gets elected. So we can check that box. Kim, who's now the state's attorney, as former assistant state's attorney with no murder trial experience and little basic plea bargain or small case trial experience after two years as the boss gets an easy class four felony that a newly minted law school graduate could probably handle a case with so many implications affecting so many communities and constituent bases politically who were in support of the alleged victim, Jesse Smollett, but now called for justice and accountability given that his claims affecting so many were outright lies. A case that was her Laquan McDonald, let me not wait so late moment. Her Obama, Osama moment, I killed him, reelect me moment. This was a win-win opportunity and in one fell swoop, runs from the case because she forgot that this was lawyer time and she forgot to withhold talking to politicians and friends. Not realizing that the attorney-client privilege that attorneys and clients enjoy in their communications exists, but not so much on her level because as an elected official, her communications are public as she is a public official as the Cook County State's Attorney and thus subject to the provisions of the Freedom of Information Act. She then blames it on race and instead of the incompetence, and the very inexperience that her former incumbent or the then incumbent Anita Alvarez pointed out in the pre-primary election debates. And she thinks that people should leave her alone when she is in essence getting in a karma-like fashion, the very same treatment that got her elected. You know, I just say it like this. She's trying to listen to the stay woke brigade, trying to stay black in their eyes. You know, when you don't know what to do and you have no other choice but to listen to everybody else's advice, their advice sounds good when you don't know what to do. But when you're experienced and you know what to do, then you tend to have options when it comes to people's advice. You can either take it under consideration and then if their advice works or if you apply it, then you apply, you know, you, you take credit for the decision to take their advice, but you give them the credit for that. How many times has that ever happened, right? Or you take a better course of action because your experience leads you to that better course of action. But of course, with very little experience, she has none. And so sometimes you have leaders who don't listen to their errand, who don't listen to their support system, who don't listen to the person who's more experienced, like the Cook County State's Attorney's head of the appellate division who issued the memo and not only just gave his opinion, but gave a legal statute rules that said, hey boss, 
it doesn't make it's not smart for you to just recuse yourself and then give it to Joe. If you're going to recuse yourself as the boss, you need to recuse the entire office and let the court pick somebody else to try this case. Okay, so you you, you talk to somebody, right? You're screwed up. That's fine. Whatever. You know, we all make mistakes. But if you're going to take yourself out of it, take us all out of it. Because there is there there's a a mountain you know, they have a saying that shit rolls downhill. Well, it's rolling downhill now. I don't know. We're going to go take a commercial break and we'll be right back with On the Mic with Mike. All right, we're back with On the Mic with Mike. You know, I don't want to take up too much more of your time because today is Easter and I want you to enjoy time with your family, enjoy ch- time at church or whatever you're doing on this bright and sunny day. Well, at least it's sunny in Chicago and Cook County. I don't know if it's sunny where you are, where you are, if you're listening to this someplace else, and I hope you are. But everything rises and falls on leadership. You know, one of the thing about leadership is, you know, even Moses had his Aaron, you know, every good leader has had a support person underneath them who has helped them and guided them. You know, I listen to a lot of good leaders. Either I read their books, read passages, or I listen to a lot of the good things that they have to say. And I invite you to go and not only read, you know, the 360 degree leader by leadership guru, John C. Maxwell, or even General Colin Powell. It worked for me in life and in leadership. You know, I like those books. And in those books, especially General Colin Powell, he talks a lot about you know, uh, leadership and the people that you serve and that the people that you manage, you know, and listening to them. And when you have people who are under you, I love it, love it, love it. When General Colin Powell said, you know, if I have you working for me, I don't want you to be a yes person. If you have a position, I want you to, and of course I'm paraphrasing what he said, but I want you to fight. I want you to fight and defend your position convince me that what I'm about to do is the wrong thing. Come to me with stats, facts, and figures and show it to me. You owe that to me. You owe that to me. But if I make a decision after weighing the weighing what you told me, and if I make a decision, I want you to agree to disagree and then operate and move on what I'm telling you to do, and I want you to operate in that decision that I've made as though it were you that made the decision. And I love that about a good leader, that a good leader is willing to listen and analyze. But then after listening and analyzing, you also have to be humble, which I believe General Colin Powell was. You also have to be humble that if your subordinate or if your employee has told you and has proven to you that what you're about to do is going to mess all of us up, you have to be humble and say, we're going to go with your option. And I want you to help me better yet. You're going to be the one to spearhead it. I want to make you a better leader. And then in that, we all win. I'm just saying the fox box could have been prevented if she would have just listened, you know, stay away from the stay woke brigade. Look, you're still black. Stop listening to your Jamal Greens or your Jedediahs or your or your whatnots. Nothing against them personally, 
But these folks didn't go to law school like you did. They don't have to account for the decision, Jesse Jackson too, and Congressman Bobby Rush. They don't have to account for the decisions that you've made. You got to account for them. Their presence comes with controversy already. And in the controversy that you're in, you don't need to swim in greater controversy. If you would have listened to your Aaron, you could have delivered the people out of Egypt. You could have delivered yourself out of the hands of the proverbial Pharaoh you claim to be so racist. Even Moses had an errand. Happy Easter. Enjoy your day.